are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. It's beginning to feel a lot like summer. And the Home Depot has savings on everything you need to get it started this Memorial Day. Step up your grill game with propane griddles from Next Grill for the perfect smash burger. Then feast with your friends and family around a new patio set from Hampton Bay. However you plan to kick off summer, the Home Depot has savings on everything you need to do it right. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. The training has helped my career so much because it's a platform of skills that I never had before. The training program has, has helped me to go from a, just a regular job to a career because when I first came here, I didn't know anything about this line of work. Without doing this training, we wouldn't be able to work for the companies that we work for. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Three-time All-NBA defensive team, Patrick Beverly. With CP3, would you deem it as a top five point guard to ever play the game of basketball? Top ten, that's pushing it. Top five, no. And there's no discredit to CP. He's going to be a Hall of Fame, of course, but, I mean, we're talking about some studs, man. If you give anyone the keys for that long, you should have those numbers. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. That is just evil. Absolutely evil. Mr. Scott brings over the pizza, Jordan. I take one bite and I hear the intro. Absolutely evil. Torture. Lee, feel free to tell me anything you want. <laughs> Lee, thanks for holding on as we're live at Katie's. 3701 Iberville here in Mid-City. Sir, how are you this afternoon? Good afternoon, October 8th is going to be fun. October 8th is going to be fun. A&M at Alabama. Yeah. Chef Scott, I mean, do you think that game has taken a different significance now? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Who you got? they were lovers, and now they're not lovers anymore. They broke up. 
Yep. They're like, you know, and and Jimbo Fisher is a a hurt lover right now. Yep. So he's going to be all pissy. <laughs> Anything else, Lee? I, that's, I'm, it's crazy. Yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, man, I, I just think uh, I, uh, the state of our sports teams is, is great. That's all. I, the state of our sports is great right now, and that's all I want to say about that. Also, hey, Anthony Davis, I just want to say to you personally, sir, uh, thanks for no thanks for your farewell speech. We don't need it. Thank you for leaving and leaving us better than you found us. Because guess what? We're better than you. We're better off now than when you were with us. So thank you. That's all I want to say about that. There he is, Lee. Appreciate the phone call, sir. Give you an update on the Southland Conference tournament as it's underway. Um, Nichols taking on Northwestern, bottom of the fourth. Northwestern leads. Just got another home run for them. They are up 4-2-2. to two. Coming up later in the McNeese bracket will be McNeese and UIW. That's coming up at 6 o'clock. Chef Scotty, UNO, taking on HBU. They're playing the first game over at the uh, southeastern bracket. Is it 10 to nothing privateers yet? It's 4-1 privateers there at the top go. of the fourth. There and, of go. course, SLU, we spoke with head coach Matt Reiser earlier today. He's going to be taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi coming up at 6 o'clock. So, UNO 4, HBU 1 in the top of the fourth. Northwestern State 4, Nichols 2 in the bottom of the fourth. Oh. One of the things that um, I did also want to bring up, again, as we heard Jimbo kind of go off here a little bit, when you take a look at it, and him firing back into Nick Saban's past. Is that, is that the, the beauty of it? What, when you think about it? Well, it was a nice shot and it makes you wonder what Nick was doing back in the day. Yeah. Were, were there a little, uh, $100 handshakes going on or what? Oh, the perfect Nick Saban didn't do that? Jordan, what do you think Nick does here? He's scheduled to be on national radio at 4.30. Does he say I'm not talking about it or? I don't think he's going to talk about it. He's just going to be like, uh, he's just going to be. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if that's why he's on. He should just say it is what it is. Well, th- then he's just going to trans. He's, he's probably going to do that. It is what it is, right. and then he's going to transfer into. All right, let's talk about the upcoming season. Think so? It's yeah. The classic, it's term. the classic Nick Saban thing to do. Now, now you know who I think may add to this. <laughs> Lane doesn't give a, a bleep. No. <laughs> Lane's already come out, so but Lane's um, another one on the outside looking in. Yeah, absolutely, because they got yeah. no money. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've actually said this before too. Um, every time, like Tulane will go up and go play Ole Miss, and, and, and basketballs play like once a year and stuff like that with them. The transformation of that university, thanks to SEC money, mm-hmm. has been spectacular. I mean, it's a beautiful universe. I mean, it, it, is, is. it is. Well, again, when you get, what is it, 35, 45 million from the SEC TV yeah. deal, yeah. they, they literally have to find a reason to and spend it's the three money. Three to one girls. It. It's unbelievable. Like the campus, what they've been able three to do. Three to one girls. Alabama, um, when Sucks. we went and played <laughs> this past season, I, I, again, I made the statement I probably told you. Every single one of their street signs. I mean, again, they have more money than they didn't know what to do with. <laughs> they, they're all crimson with white lettering. I mean, the Beautiful. street. Uh, yeah, I just again, so they have to find. What but you to know spend what? Their speaking money. of that, you yeah. know what is unfair? Was that teams in the SEC should be forced to use that money? Yep. On athletics, on the football program, the program that is the reason for those funds. Instead of just being crappy every year, every team in the SEC, what I'm trying to say is, every team in the SEC needs to be competitive. They can't be Vanderbilt. You know, you've got say, though, for the most they've part, got to spend the money them. to better their program. Right. But and they okay, don't. So, so how would you do that? Sorry, is it through NIL? Is it what? Is it through NIL? No. How would you like instantly but ain't nobody make Vandy get, better? Nobody's gonna get any NIL money going to Vandy. Well, that, the baseball know. players, yeah, you know. got a kid to go to Jackson State for a million dollars. 
I guarantee yeah. you, you know, I guarantee you, Dijon paid that out of his pocket somehow. What Jackson State donor is going to cough up a million dollars for a player? For one player that's not going to win them any championships, except in, you know, uh, you know, select, what is it, group of five? I guess they'd be a group of five. Well, I'll tell you. The Are they considered a group of five school? Who's that? Uh, Jackson State. No. No, they're not a group of five. So what is that, select? No, no. So, um, you know, like, I, I think a group of five is like BYU. Or that's not power. No, five. the group of five. No, you have you have the power five, which is obviously the big conferences. SEC, and you have your group of whatever other conferences right. are trying. Whether it's the Americans, so who are in the there, group of five? You know, and everybody but the power right. five, essentially. So, tries to what group is Jackson State? They're in the uh, HBCUs, so essentially. So, what I, I would probably but look at it like they're not. I wouldn't put them in. in that's the group not of five. a level. That's not a level right. of, you know, power five, group of five. So, what good is it going to do that university championship winning? I mean, they may win. The kid may help them win some games. But it's not – how is that going to make them any money? Right. How is it worth investing a million dollars into a player – that's not going to do anything for the university except get a few games on TV. Look, all they'll of, make some money there, I guess. All of this is again just taking on a whole different level and where it's going. And, and you know, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know how it's going to. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm just trying to think of how it's you like, even police this. If you, you if to George's point, should you like? Should we even be bothered by this? Like, he's saying Jimbo Fisher didn't break any state guidelines and laws. Other no. coaches are saying it's NCAA laws or bylines and all this. And, again, you have the athletic director for A&M saying, well, Saban broke SEC competition bylaws and all this other stuff. I just, I mean, I, I think to, to Jordan's point, look, if you, if you have people that want to, Spend that kind of money, and in their minds, justify. Because look, let's be honest; it's all gone a little bit crazy, right? You think it's gone a little bit crazy you about think? trying to get your school, your team, to win and compete? Like it should have been. It, and what I mean by be, it should have been fun, or it should be an attachment you have. Like that's what made it fun is if your team was good that year, and did they make it, and you became yeah. a champion, all that. Like nineteen now, was so much fun. Look, I, and I go back to the, to the days of Les Miles leaving, right? And when it wasn't good enough, like when you get to ten and eleven wins, when you don't get that one, and you don't beat Bama, and you think that that's terrible. There were fifty five schools that would take that spot right now, oh. you know. And, and that's what I'm saying is that's the, I guess, the downside of success is the expectation level. I mean, we kind of saw it with the Saints a bit. They won thirteen, thirteen, and what twelve or something. And, and you felt let down. You felt disappointed because they didn't win a Super Bowl. Like right. it's just—it's called being spoiled. Yeah, but, but believe me, you would—you know, like, would take right now. Like that 2013 wins. LSU offense. Sure, it is unbelievable that that team could not compete for a national championship. You know, I think they won how many games did they win? Nine. But you know, they lost to Georgia. They lost some games. It's just incredible with that offense. You had Mettenberger, you had Beckham, you had Landry. I mean, they, you had a ridiculous offense that could score with anybody. But Les Miles just could never put it all together. Yeah, like I said, it's um, it's just interesting to hear these two coaches kind of go at it. I wonder if he's going to say anything at 4.30 or not, you know, uh, from that aspect of it. Quick break, we come back. Shemit Dua, fellas, will join us. And we'll ask him what he should do. Jake Madison, he kind of said what? Benedict Mathern, he would think would be a guy that would really kind of fit the mold here yeah, for man. the Pelicans. Um, and he did tell Jordan. I don't really care. Shane, I just want Shane a good Sharp player. if he's there. You know, he'd yeah, take I him. like that guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see what Shemin has to say. We'll do that when we come back. So Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Ain't no doubt about it, baby, it's you are in the peace. I wrestle with a line and the grizzly bear. It's my life, baby, but I don't care. That tough 
finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road, Homa. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Jose, how much longer till this dough's ready? No one can bake gluten-free vegan goodies better than Surrey. Wait, both Jim and Marion's last days are the same day? But he needs to whip up a new shift lead without interviews burning his time. Gotta get interviewing before my calendar is cooked. Oh, can you start Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard, so you can stay organized and connected all the way to the hire. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to Katie's 3701 Iberville in Mid-City. As we focus now on your New Orleans Pelicans. We've been doing this since, of course, the lottery took place. We find out they have the eighth selection overall. In the June 23rd NBA draft, Shemit Dua at Fear the Brown joins us to discuss some of the positive options now that the Pels sort of have. Of course, always love the time that you give a Sir lead rider for Bourbon Street Shots. What you got, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How about you, Gus? How you been? I'm doing fantastic. And I was telling Jordan earlier this week and Jake when I spoke to him earlier today, I love Wednesday being able to start a show and just kind of all right, so what player can kind of help the Pels team? And we're not talking about a player that they need to use to bring in a superstar to keep Zion happy or what player is going to make Zion want to stay. We're, we're, we're past that, huh, Shemit? Oh, yeah, and I think what's exciting about the draft is, and not just for the Pelicans, every team, just you have this mystery box of players in front of you and, you know, you could talk yourself into these guys developing into anything. You know, like, oh, maybe I can get the next All-Star. Maybe I can get the next, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic or something like that. And obviously these things are, are very, very unlikely, but it's a time to be excited either way. When you look at the possible prospects and players that could be there for eight, I guess we, we start there. Like, do you wait for eight? Do you try to move up? Is there anybody that you think would fit this this team so well that, hey, maybe you try to move up to four or five, because I don't know if you have the asset to one, two, right, to move up to one or two? Yeah, I so I think the player that the Pelicans would want to move up for is Jabari Smith out of Auburn, and it's very, very unlikely that he falls past the top three. He's projected as the number one overall pick right now, and if he doesn't go one, he's going to go somewhere in the top three. And typically you have a tough time convincing teams in those draft slots to trade down, especially trade all the way down to eight. Uh, there's a significant um, opportunity cost when that happens. And I think for the Pelicans, if they were to try to convince a team like that, they'd have to add an overwhelming amount of assets. And I just don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze right now. Got you. So if you stay at eight, I, I like this. I, I think you have options, right? I mean, depending on who's going to be there, I think the Pels could definitely find somebody at eight that would be quote-unquote serviceable, if not somebody that could really turn into something. Yeah, I think it's a pretty neat spot to be in because it allows them to um, kind of have options of whether they want to go for a player that might be slightly more ready to contribute 
uh, day one, or they want to swing for the fences, maybe take on a player that's going to take some time to develop, or you know whether they want to trade back or use it to trade for a, a veteran to bring in for next year. And so I think eight is a good mix of, of value, upside, and opportunity um, that the Pelicans can really leverage based on what they're trying to accomplish this offseason. I just anticipate them sticking at eight and not really doing much with it, though. All right, so, Shemit, when you take a look at 8, and I've been following your Twitter feed, there's a lot of different things you can do. If we stay at 8, I guess give me two, three players that you think, man, if they're there, run up there and, and hand the envelope up and, and make them a Pelican. So, so number one, I think perhaps the, the best fit and perhaps the player that has the most opportunity to contribute right out the gate is Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. Uh, he is a prototypical shooting guard, very explosive, can shoot off the ball, and has potential to eventually perhaps develop into an on-ball scorer. So just um, a guy that can get threes up and is very athletic, I think that's a player that slides into any team. Um, uh, then I have two particular upside swings at that spot. One of them is Usman Jang. He's actually becoming my favorite um, at the eighth spot. He is a 18-year-old playing down in Australia, actually New Zealand to be specific, but the NBL down there with the New Zealand Breakers, and he is 6'10", has um, a tremendous amount of ball skills, really good passing vision, and uh, you look at this player as being uh, an, uh, a home run swing, so to speak, that if, they, if he develops with all of the tools at his size, he can really be an all-star down the line. Um, and the, the third player I'm looking at is Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. He is a 6'9", extremely high-motor defender, can defend... I would argue one through five at the college level, and eventually we'll be able to do that at the NBA level. And if you love Herb Jones, you know you love Herb Jones's tenacity. Then Sohan is a, is a clone uh, on the defensive end, I would say. And then I think he has a little bit more promise on the offensive end too. It's interesting. I know. I, I think when you take a look at different mock drafts already, uh, I know NBA.com has their consensus mock draft, and I have Benedict Mathurin, as you were talking about there, a guy that can score, and you've seen that. You know, Shaden Sharp's an interesting name. I've seen um, what CBSSports.com, I think, had the Pels going with him. I know Jordan over here to my left is a little concerned about taking somebody you hadn't seen, you know, a minute in college basketball. If he's there at eight, do you think the Pels should go with that? I think I think you absolutely have to take the swing. There's very few players uh, every year in the draft to have this opportunity to develop into an explosive three-level scorer. And those type of six 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 five guards just are, are kind of the players who've been running the league for a long time. I mean, you look at what Devin Booker's been able to accomplish. You look at what um, James Harden is able to do, and these guys who can score off the dribble in a multiple um, multiple uh, variety of of moves. Uh, they're they're really hot. So I think you take a swing there. That kind of lottery ticket doesn't present itself often. Although I think Sharp is going um, top four, top five pretty easily. So I'd be shocked if he drops that far. Hey, Shemit, let's kind of transition to the Pelicans' actual roster. Because some of the guys that they have right now, who do you see them not, you know, have keeping around? And what do they do with a guy like Jackson Hayes? Yeah, I think those are good questions. I think, in my opinion, long-term, uh, not even just long term, and like the, over the course of this year, by this year's end, uh, maybe by the the trade deadline, I don't expect Devontae Grant to be around for long, much longer. Uh, I wouldn't expect Jackson Hayes to be around for much longer. I think he's due for um, a payday, and his his fit when Zion comes back becomes a little bit more questionable because I just don't think there's enough minutes to give to Jackson, to Jonas, to Zion, to Larry, and in those positions and. You're probably going to be drafting someone that's also going to need minutes, and you have Herb Jones and Trey Murphy who also take minutes at the forward spot. So um, it just seems like Jackson's going to be a little bit of the odd man out there. And um, I think you know between those two players, they might see a couple others move. Maybe Garrett Temple ends up moving as part of a trade because they needed the salary to to make the the trade work. But you know if they don't have to move him, I think they'd like to keep him around just as the the voice in the locker. Speak with Schmidt Dua at Fear the Brown. I think that's one of the things that is interesting to me when you take a look at where this team is right now. It's really about, and look, we had a lot of callers, Schmidt, after the playoffs ended for the team in the loss to Phoenix is, man, just stand packed. Can't wait to see them come back. Can't wait to have them, you know, work out during the summer and stuff. And then you see, you know, Zion working out at Duke basketball already, and that was in May. 
you know, I'm like, I, 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 I don't think I can remember an all season where you legit had excitement about what you think this team can sort of do for reasons, not just faith and hope that this player you draft is going to be good or that you can find somebody in free agency. Like, don't you feel the excitement is based on the roster you kind of have now? Absolutely, and I think, you know, there's been exciting off-seasons in the past, like the the summer they drafted Zion and then they had done the Anthony Davis trade. That was an exciting time because there was a bunch of new players coming in, but, you know, you kind of had no idea if they would work together and be successful um, on the court, but it was like, you know, hope for the future, as you mentioned. And then there was that other time where the Pelicans had um, swept the Portland Trailblazers and then, you know, lost to the Warriors in, in the second round, but they were coming into that summer and you're like, okay, maybe this could be a year where they do something special. And then that year we all knew uh, blew up as soon as Anthony Davis um, decided to request the trade. So um, I don't think you're right that this team has been in this kind of situation where they're coming off a good season and they have so many young players um, on the roster that can carry them into the future. Hey, man, Scott Craig here. Um, you know, with Zion's injury history, I, I'm not sure we should be so quick to to let Jackson Hayes go. Now, keep in mind, I'm a... Jackson Hayes fan, I'm a, I'm, I'm biased to him, but you know that Zion's going to get hurt again. You know, if he's even here. I mean, you know, do you find it absolutely necessary that we sign Zion to this contract, or do we try to go in another direction? Uh, you know, it's not like this team didn't win without him last year. This team gelled without him, and I mean, my thoughts are. How bad do we need Zion? I mean, you know, we've got to give him a contract that's that's backloaded for us just because of his injury history. But what do you think about that? So I think those are two separate questions. With regards to his contract, I agree that this is the time to apply pressure and make sure you're protected on, uh, on the injury front. Uh, maybe built in some conditional protections there based on the amount of games he's playing. Uh, the Pelicans have the leverage to do that this moment, and they should definitely explore that. Whether, with, with regards to moving in a different direction, I, I think that's a completely premature. Um, a player like Zion, who when he is on the court, is a top 10 player in the league, that is an opportunity literally every team in, in the league hunts and seeks after. And some teams tank year after year after year to try to get that kind of player. So that's not a player that I'd like to give up on easily. Um, I think this team should continue to invest in him as long as he is able to be on the court and as long as he is uh, wanting to be in New Orleans. I think that's, that's, a, that's a player that you hang on to for as long as you can. Um, with regards to Jackson Hayes, um, you know, with even if Zion's out, I still think there's better fits uh, for the Pelicans, particularly Trey Murphy, getting more minutes to, to Herb Jones. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not looking at Zion as a deciding factor for Jackson. I just think... Um, I think I see the writing on the wall for him a little bit, and and you know this this is an important year for him. Maybe if he comes out of the summer and he's uh, he's transformed himself into a three point shooter, um, you know, and, and he's hitting a lot of threes, maybe you know he could stick around. But if he's not, then I, I just don't think he's the type of player that's just going to be on the team for a long time. And Schmidt, along those lines, it's something that I told you know Scott about this when we had this discussion a little bit a while back. The playoffs have, if anything, kind of reaffirmed my belief on both of those players we just talked about in that when I looked at Zion against Phoenix, I, I can't imagine if he's not playing, games five and six don't go the way of the Pels, right? Because right. you can't double Brandon Ingram. You can't um, do that with all three players. And if, obviously, you saw C.J. McCollum get in foul trouble, you, you know, you would have that guy. Because, Schmidt, as you said, it's, that's 20 points. That's 20 points that you have right there that you don't. So I, I think... Yeah, exactly. 27, almost 30. Right. <laughs> and also, Schmidt, what I saw too was in that postseason when the Pels were very successful, the ball was primarily in Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum's hand or Jose Alvarado. So maybe that need that we felt three, four months ago that I have to have a point guard, we forget that there was point Zion. And when it comes to the point where you're talking with Jackson Hayes, come playoffs when teams can match you, when you have to beat them four times or whatever. I mean, they basically left them open. I, I think most of your timeline on Twitter was, was essentially begging for Trey Murphy or somebody else because he doesn't give you anything consistently or offensively like that. Yeah, yeah. and so 
I think the Pelicans, I will, I will die on this hill. The reason they fell short against Phoenix was not because of their defense. It was because of their offense. They weren't able to score enough when they needed yep. to. And, 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 you know, even in the game where Chris Paul went 14 of 14, they were right there. They had opportunities. And, and ultimately they couldn't sustain the scoring load. And outside of Brandon Ingram and CJ, it was difficult for them to keep pace. And then, you know, if CJ has a bad night, then, then it's a lot of Brandon Ingram's shoulder. So I think, yeah, absolutely Zion changes that course of that series materially. And, and, you know, who knows what happens in the next round. Um, you know, I, I think at that one, you might start questioning some of the defense because Luca and them are, are really good at spreading you out. But even then, Who's going to guard Zion? I'm, I'm curious to know about that. I still don't think the league has an answer for him, especially with this roster now being as offensively talented as they are compared to the ones they had last year where, you know, teams just did not guard Steven Adams or, or Eric Bledsoe and, and even right. Lonzo, to be honest. And also, I think uh, as we close up with Shemit Dua here at Fear the Brown on Twitter, when I look at these, po- uh, at these playoffs, I feel like every time we open up the show and I look at Jordan and we look at the box score, Three-point attempts. I mean, the one where the Celtics beat the Bucks, they took 55. You know I mean? You're seeing these teams just launching threes, and that's why I think what you just said with Jackson, you better learn threes if you're not going to be dominant in the paint or, you know, almost when, when the Pels go into the draft here or free agency. Like, find the best shooter, somebody that can score for you, or in your point with Jeremy, like you were talking about, defend. Right, right. And I think, you know, Jackson, like your calling card can't be transition play. Um, when when the games uh, head to the playoffs and everything slows down, teams just prevent all those transition opportunities. And, right. and if you can't score in the half court or make yourself effective, like you know, we we know that uh, he hasn't been like the the best pick and roll player just because he hasn't had the guards, but he also just is not physical enough when he gets in the in the paint. Um, so if he can't do that, he's got to transform himself into a shooter, like like a Maxi Cleaver. Um, someone who can switch to multiple positions on the defense, defensive end, but, you know, space the floor for others and help himself. Man, I always appreciate the time you can hop on, sir, and uh, we'll get closer and closer to June 23rd, see what happens in free agency right after that, and hopefully uh, an exciting season. Who do you like in the East and West to come out? Uh, can I say I don't like any of those teams that are left? <laughs> however, however, I will root for uh, Golden State to make it back to the finals, and it would be nice for for the Heat to beat the Celtics. I like Jimmy Butler. Okay, I like that. Jimmy Buckets, 41 in game one. Let's see what happens tonight. Al Horford, by the way, Marcus Smart available. Let's see if uh, that will make a difference, I'm sure, for Boston. Pell's content with Boot Crew Media, lead writer of Irving Street Shots, at Fear the Brown, over on Twitter, Mr. Schmidt Dewar. Thank you for your time, bud. Thank you. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. Open phone lines the rest of the way. 800-998-1003. We're live at Katie's 3701 Iamberville. It's Gus. It's the intern. It's Chef Scotty. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. FanDuel Sportsbook NBA Same Game Parlays give you the chance to turn a little bet into a big payday. Choose any NBA game and combine multiple bets into one wager for bigger wins. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to bet the NBA today. That's promo code PLAY exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789-1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
you want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to The Sports Hangover. We're here at Katie's right by Iverville. We've had Chef Scott. Gus is currently using the men's room right now, so I'll open up the show. Um... Question of the day today. Give us your thoughts on the saving comments. He kind of went after um, a few coaches um, earlier this morning, and we have a few responses over on tw- Twitter. Neil says, I'm dying from laughing so hard. Please stop this. Double um, OZ says, I'm sure Tulane has played some players over, paid some players over the year. Come on, caller. And then, um, those were your responses. You can comment <laughs> for those questions of the day yeah. at ESPN Radio NOLA or call in 800-998-1003. I saw Primetime uh, chimed in as well, right? Oh, yeah. No. I did see that. Wasn't he, wasn't he upset saying that he, he he he's never done that before? Well, he's probably a little upset by this aspect of it, that uh, he was in that, uh, you know, the insurance commercial with Nick Saban, right? Him and the duck, right? Poor Affleck. Thought, thought they were boys. Him and the duck. <laughs> look, I just, again, when I take a look at all this, I just, whatever, man. Just uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. You know? You? Hey, it gives us something to talk about. I, no, I will it say definitely that. gives you something to talk about. That's for sure. Um, that's for sure. I don't know why Saban's upset. I mean, he's. One more national championships. I mean, I mean, does it well, really, does it really matter? Again, and, based off of what Jimbo Fisher is saying, he's a little upset that uh, you know, it's got a little competition there, a little competition there. You know, you think that was Nick Saban? That's that's why he's calling him out because he's uh, threatened. I, again, I no, I don't feel. I don't know. I mean, well, he is a narcissist, right? I mean, per Jimbo, per Jimbo. <laughs> again, I I do think some of what. Lane Kiffin has said, and some of what Dabo Sweeney, and some of what Nick Saban has said is probably some sour grapes to it, but at the same time, I do think they're looking at the landscape of where college football is and where it's going and, and what it is and what this NIL stuff does, and look, I don't think anyone is saying that none of them have had a little, little handshake here or there, we'll, we'll make sure Mama and Papa Kleber got a car, you know, and, and all. I mean, that, that's been going on. Everyone knows that. I think it's now to the level of where it's at and maybe the openness of just flat out, hey, because uh, Nick Saban, again, it was like a seven-minute answer. And what you've heard was 30 seconds essentially here or there. But in the seven-minute answer, I mean, he went after everybody. He went after a basketball player for the University of Miami that signed for $400,000. He's like, it's in the paper. You know, they're, they're bragging about giving him 400000 And so I, I think what it is is – by the quote unquote NCAA. Boosters cannot pay you. But again, with all this NIL, it just, it, you know, there was a court decision and it was, it's available. And then, as he heard, Max I mean, been the, detailing and saying, it forced these universities all of a sudden that there's no, there's nothing written. Like, there's no <laughs> program on how to go about it. So it's, it's basically the Wild West. And now it's, okay, well, how do we cap it and how do we do this? Or, how do we control it? Or, as Matt said, if you want to be in front of it, like A&M, and he says LSU needs to do this because they got, in his words, spanked this recruiting season because of NIL, he says you need to gather your your cavalry together and be more organized. Hence, quote-unquote, the collective. Now, to hear Jimbo Fisher say it ain't no $10 million, $20 million, $30 million, the guy's full of there's way too many people that are saying that they have the proof. They've talked to the they've talked to the kid. Like again, you can call Saban a liar or me. I'm just telling you, 
I, I, I do trust Matt in, in a lot of areas, and that is one where on that show he spoke specifically to the kid's family, <laughs> and the kid told him, I took the mic. So, I mean, you know, it's like th- that's the thing. So when you look at all of those different elements of it, I don't know. I don't know what. Look, I told you this when this was coming. You can't once you let the cat out the bag. I don't. Well, I mean, we saw like you were kind of mentioning before. As soon as you know it got signed off on, the very next ten minutes there were already social media posts. You mean they were ready everywhere? To well, and again, you saw NLSU. You know NILSU. Uh, yeah, they were so all over Times it's Times Square. You had you have schools, and you have to have schools be able. To organize and and have that and understand and and quite honestly educate the kids as to what they have because one of the things that Matt talked about on recruiting day that day was that was that you had you know a situation where you had a lot of kids feel that they were going to get the check up front you know again a lot of these sponsorship deals come through the school and if it comes through the school they're doing it by the semester. To avoid, say, Jordan signing with my Southern Miss Golden Eagles, taking my two hundred thousand, and then all of a sudden he says, "Yep, line up. I'm li- yep, I'm going to line up in the spring, and he's out of here." You know, if you want your your two hundred thousand, it's going to be split up in three years, and you're going to have you know fifteen this semester, fifteen next semester, fifteen that semester. That turns off some students. So you know what happened when that happened, right? There were some schools that said, we're not going to make you wait. We'll give you the lump sum now, but you have to sign. So, look, I, when it comes to negotiations and it comes to money, you know, that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it's always going to be, you know. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, that's going to be the, the hardest thing to uh, police. You know, I mean, I know Scott said, you know, limits, you know, and what it's going to be. I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, here's the other thing, too. Can can it make a difference or can it be different if you have a czar of college football? I know Jimbo called Nick Saban that, but we've, we've heard this before. A commissioner of college football or the, the power five schools or all this stuff. Like, would that make any of this any different? And, and how do you set the guidelines? Yeah, as long as it's not Roger Goodell. Oh, boy. Because he screwed everything up. <laughs> well, not, not to the but, owners. They're I making mean, that money. They need... People, intelligent people, I don't know where we're going to find them, sure. that are helping making these decisions, like what I just said, simplify it, put a cap on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the problem. I mean, you've got a kid at Jackson State making a million dollars. What about the other kids there? You know, I mean, you need to put a cap on what these young people can get. Right. And then let them decide what school they want to go to. As long as everyone's offering them, you know, the same amount of money. I mean, so it's like the kid um, Matthews that, that, you know, bled purple and gold his whole life. And Texas A&M came and bought him. Jacoby Matthews. He just got bought away from his dream of going to LSU. You know, it's just too much money for his family to turn down. Mark, That's wrong. Yeah, no doubt. Mark, I'm going to come to you. It's 2.44. We break at 45. So, buddy, why don't we hit the break? That way Mark can have his time to give his opinions. And we'll do that and wrap up the show here live at Katie's, 3701 Iberville. Final segment coming up next on the Sports Hangover on ESPN York. You ready to get started? Come on, I'm always ready. What are you guys doing? Getting ready to make a radio ad. Oh, okay. Let me hear it when you're done. It's good to be back. Three, two, one. I'm Bobby Ramsey, and today I'm proud to announce that my brother Wes has returned from his adventures to become the head of jewelry services at Ramsey's. Return from my adventures? What am I supposed to say to something like that? Wes is a graduate of the Gemological Institute of America. And I spent 15 years learning fine jewelry design from my grandfather, Bob Ramsey, and my father, Robert. Wes is taking charge of jewelry manufacturing and jewelry repair and all the other wonderful services offered by Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. I look forward to seeing you when you come in. 
Are we done? No, we're waiting on that guy that tells people how to get here. You mean that guy that sounds like Tony the Tiger? Here he comes. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End and Metairie. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Braxton Ford's service department is offering you the works. An all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire rotation, and multi-point inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Don't forget next Thursday, the crew of Katie's on Thursdays will be at Bienvenue over there in Harahan. So we'll be at Bienvenue. Looking forward to that uh, on Thursday as Scott is heading over to the deli. That's always a delicious place here so far as Jordan ate one of his... Um, the salad here. Very new salad. Very new, brand new salad. Mark, thank you for holding on during the break, sir. What you got for us, man? Hey, man, uh, two things, uh, two different sports. So on this NIL thing, you, we all knew it was coming. We all knew that at some point you're going to have to have a, a salary cap for the semi-pro power five league. Um, you know, because you, you're right. Every There's no way somebody can, oh, yeah, I chose to go to, to LSU. And then four seconds later, they're plastered all over with their yeah. $600,000, $1 million, whatever yeah. dollar, you know, deal. You can't tell me they didn't talk about that before he chose 14 minutes earlier to come to LSU. So all of that, that's got to be, that, that, that sours the, 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 the bigger schools to me. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I've called you enough. You know I'm a big Nichols fan. So sure. at least over here. We don't have to deal with it. We just have to worry about kids from Louisiana playing ball. Yeah, no, no um, doubt about it, man. It's like I said, it, and that's why I asked on, on a greater picture, on a larger scale, if does it sour people from tuning in? I mean, I got buddies again that have been diehard college fans. We're all the same age, forty six, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it. We we consistently have a group chat about it all the time. Like it's how 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 the cost is, how much it goes, and and look when you have situations like this if you attended that school you've grown up being a fan of that school and you have kids going there outside of the reason to go there because of the school you're not going to have that same emotional attachment and i'm not saying that when the kid shows up there whether it's the gators or the tigers or the colonels they're not going to be all in but you know i think fans still for the most part in Elder graduates or alumni probably still have an attachment to it that it's just not where it is today. Like, I, I don't think kids sit down and look at the education or look at the campus environment or look at all of that because for them to be an athlete, that's what it is. It's about going to the next level right now. I mean, that's just what it is. And, and you know, the transfer and I think portal also soured that too. 100%. There's no, there's yeah, no absolutely right. Give me the money. Absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's you an opportunity to, to go play somewhere where you can go to the next level and be a pro athlete or, you know, it's an opportunity to, you know, and again, and you're seeing the transfer with the NIL now. I mean, that, that that's now a, a double doozy where, you know, I know Jordan's playing at SLU this season, but I've already contacted Dean and I told Papa Kleber that I can get them 250000 more if he comes to my school next year. See ya. That's true. Yeah, and then exactly. He and you could transfer twice. So. And he transfers so. twice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, hey, look, and on the Pelicans, I'm the three pointing is one thing, but you know, three point shooting is obviously something that has to be addressed. But dude, who's 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 next behind Valachuna? Who's your next big? You know, those your next big doesn't 
that's not somebody you just draft and he automatically becomes a great big. Right. You know? So, you know, who do you put in that can come in and, and rotate Valanciunas out, get some good quality time, and develop to become the next, you know, the next guy that's going to give you 20s in the paint, you know, mm-hmm. who can who can double-double you every game in the paint. Because, you know, that's a rough position. They don't last as long as, you know, guys who sit on a perimeter and shoot threes off, you know, for 15 years. I don't know if you listened, uh, was it two days ago when we had Ali Cosell on, or was it yesterday? It was yesterday? Yeah. I don't know day of the week yeah, it is. Sorry, no, yeah. I had to work yesterday, man. No, I, I'm asking Jordan <laughs> to my left. I don't even know what it was. You know, I do the show. Um, he brought up Mark Williams. Mark Williams, seven footer, two forty, center out of Duke. He's a sophomore, and he specifically said what you just said—that he would be a guy if the Pels say move from eight to twelve to Oklahoma City or thirteen in the Charlotte range—that you would target. You know, like, um, and, and the only reason that Ali and a couple of others have brought the the whole aspect of moving down is to be able to in that trade throw in Devonte Graham or something like that, to get rid of some contract and a roster spot um, on that. But specifically to what you just said, Ali specifically said that a guy like Mark Williams is that rim protector, is that defensive player, is that guy that, you know, can kind of sub in for Valanciunas. I love Billy Hernan Gomez, but clearly if Willie didn't find the the, the way to put him in, in the postseason, and you know that kind of tells me. But he wasn't. Per yeah. David Griffin, he was an untradeable Untrade- asset. I understand. I, I do. But here, I guess here's what I'm looking at, and here's the thing that's interesting, Mark, because we're now transitioning, and I don't know how to feel about this, but we're now transitioning. <laughs> to How do I look at the Pels when it comes postseason time? Does that make sense? Right. Postseason time because know, we have talked today about specifically Jackson Hayes in the postseason, Zion in the postseason. We can bring you. And to your point, if Valanciunas gets in foul trouble or we get we get a top five pick <laughs> again, yeah, again, and Hope then we have to listen something. to the national media saying he's not happy, he can't win nope. here, he can't play here, he needs to go to L.A. You know, so yeah. It's fun, but you know, thanks for the Lakers for sucking because now we get a better, we got a better. One hundred percent, ladies and gentlemen. Mark is right on the money. At the end of the day, uh, that's what it boils down to. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it so much for sure. As always, appreciate the time uh, for all y'all tuning us in, buddy. Back over in the Rose Studios, and uh, again, had a blast here at Katie's. Going to be at Bienvenue on Hickory in Harahan next Thursday for our Thursday crew of Katie. So that will be our first visit over there around my parks. Literally like three minutes across the train tracks. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Right there. Right there, Jordan. You're I might excited. have already peeked on that menu there as well. See, oh, make, you, make, I make mean, me feel like uh, it's a good thing I go cut the grass and, you know, sweat about You still have a lot of pizza left, though. I do. I do. Nothing is ever small here. Nothing. <laughs> I thought it was huge. All right, so tomorrow on Friday we'll take a look, obviously, what's going on on the Diamond. A quick final update here before Matt takes on over. Northwestern State, five nickels, four now. So they're going back and forth in the bottom of the fifth inning. And UNO still leading HBU in the bottom of the sixth. UNO leading four to one. And again, that Nichols-Northwestern game, uh, we will see when they play again. As those brackets had it open and of course it just closed. Oh, now it's 5-5. Nichols has tied the game. So now we're in the top of the six. Northwestern State 5, Nichols 5. As Nichols is the home team, it is a three-run fifth inning right now for the Colonels. They have eight hits. So let's see. They advance into the winner's bracket. McNeese tonight over there. Thanks for tuning us in. Matt Muscone after the further review next on ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. 